0: Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, the podcast where we try to help you run your business better, smarter, and faster. This is the Wednesday live show. It is the last Wednesday of the month of March, my birthday month. And that is significant because one of the guests coming up also shares not only his birthday in this month, but the same date as mine. And he tried to hijack the show last time by drinking. I'll probably try to do it again, but that's going to happen. Sean Lardo will be joining me in just a few minutes. We also will have a visit from the chief product officer over at Vonahai. They were one of the finalists in last year's Pitch It program. And we're going to talk about that. And that, of course, is why the title is entitled, is, uh, well, whatever the title is, is Automated Pen Testing a Thing. So they will both be joining me a little bit later. I'm going to start by giving you my little tech tip for the week. And for those of you that have followed the show over the years, and I've shared just a little bit of snippet about my stack, one of the things that I've shared starting in COVID was that as supply chain became a little sporadic, uh, I wasn't able to get my HP switches or I wasn't able to get my Arachnus switches from... Snap AV, whatever, they're Snap 1 now. Uh, I came across InGenius as a provider of managed switches, and I love them because not only were they managed switches at a reasonable price, they were fully PoE, and you could get them partial PoE or full PoE, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is they were PoE, and they were good. They worked with not only my domotes, they worked with my NetAlly tools, and they were fantastic. Well, I might need to adjust that thinking a little bit because, as it turns out, the last year or so, they've been bringing out new models, doing some upgrades. And normally that's a good thing, and the products have been good. But I just ordered three new switches for a client that were moving at the end of April. And I went to go set them up, and they are completely different in terms of setup from the previous models. They have models where you can manage them either locally or in the cloud, which I have no, I, no, no problem with. I've managed some in the cloud. But the cloud platform has changed, and there are now three different places where you can manage some of the devices. And some devices you have to manage in a cloud app called in in wifi. If you're doing the access points, there's some that are in the partner cloud. There's others that are in cloud to go. Uh, it, it's I'll be honest, not really happy about it. I consider it a mess when you start dinking around with all the different places to manage stuff. So I thought that ingenious was going to be a MSP slash cloud friendly uh, provider. And if they keep doing this, I'm not going to consider them MSP friendly anymore because right now I've got switches that, you know, are here in Fort Lauderdale, Pennsylvania, uh, the other side of the state. And I have to go to multiple places when I want to do these switches. Uh, not very nice uh, ingenious. So thank you very much. Not really happy about that at all. And let's see, I do want to share one bit of news, so we're going to bypass the regular news thing that I do and talk about one of my, well, one of my stack members is Kaseya. And Kaseya is actually headquartered down here in Miami, and they've been trying to get me to visit. Apparently, I'm not allowed to visit unless Matt Scully is in the area, so Matt Reach out to your boy, Spence. Get that set up so I can come visit the mothership. But in terms of news, I read a statement that actually started last week. And the statement basically in the news read like this. Miami Heat could play in Kaseya Arena. You heard that correctly. Negotiations are underway for the stadium that the Miami Heat plan. It was previously called the American Airlines Arena. Uh, it was supposed to be done uh, done with the company FTX, but we know what a fiasco that has uh, become in the last couple of months. So now Kaseya was recently named as the mystery tech company seeking incentives to add 3,400 high-paying jobs to its downtown Miami headquarters. And they are looking for the naming rights of that arena. Um, And I'm just thinking, why are you spending my money on the Miami Heat arena? So first thing I'm going to say, if you think I'm just, you know, busting on the Miami Heat, well, you'd be right. I don't like them. But I'm thinking... That's a lot of money just to be spending on a stadium. But hey, I don't want to say too much. I know that people make comments about their contracts and this. I still have a couple of products with them. Datto, IT Glue. I'm sure I have something else with them. But uh, just interesting. So we'll want to keep an eye on Kaseya and see if they actually do take over. And uh, the Miami Heat. Play basketball in the Kaseya Arena. I don't even know if I like the sound of it. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but I'm going to bring in my good friend, Sean Lardo. Uh, Howdy. Hello,
1: Sean. <laughs> I why don't like, you tell me, why you me how you really feel? Yeah. You I was you are...
0: catch in the middle of a puff there.
1: The, the, yeah, I had to put it down. but I'm, uh... well,
0: I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I, it's a little too close to home. You know, American Airlines, I don't I don't have any personal, you know, stake in American Airlines. I don't have a stake in a lot of these other companies that get naming rights to arenas. But Caseo right, right. that's that's in sure. our that's in our purview, man.
1: I don't understand. I don't understand why Caseo would want one though, or, or ConnectWise for that matter either, because um stadiums are usually a B to C promotion, right? business to consumer. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I, I, I'm sure maybe, maybe they have the reason, they, sure they have the reasons that are doing it. Right. But I, but I'm surprised like in general, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't think I'd be what I'd, what we would do, what we would do in general, any one of us, because none of your end users know we exist. They will. We're, not, they will we're, not IBM, we're not IBM. We're not, you know, we're not Dell. We're not Microsoft. We don't have a, a we don't have a play from, you know, business to consumer.
0: Yeah, but I think a lot of our vendors, now, for instance, let's just say Enable, who Mm -hmm. is a product that I use, I found out that their backup product, Cove, is something that regular businesses can get. In fact, a client that I took over just a few months ago already had Cove backup that they were using, and they were not obviously an MSP. They had an internal IT guy, and that's what they were using. They didn't get it. Yeah, but that,
1: that could be the anomaly, right? That be an outlier. I'm just saying, at right. large,
0: could I don't be.
1: know. I don't know anybody that I know that even knows Connectwise as a company, unless they use Screen Connect and they see that Connectwise. Is, otherwise, right. they don't really know. And even when they see that, they don't even know it's a company name. Sometimes they just think it's whatever. It's just some sort of jargon. Yeah. So,
0: well, yeah, I me. am. I am going to start my pitch. I am going to have an Uncle Marv something, not just the IT business podcast. I, I'm going to put my name on something. So, I want mine you know. on like
1: I want to put mine on like uh, like barbecue sauce because I really like to eat. Uh, I like barbecue sauce on everything too, so I think it'd be great.
0: Lardo's barbecue sauce,
1: hell yeah! <laughs> extra spicy.
0: That has a ring to it,
1: extra thick and spicy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, all right, my friend. Well, let's dig into some tech here. We've got some listeners, yes. uh, uh, viewers watching the show. And I'm sure they're interested in what we're gonna talk about this evening. So before we do that, let's talk about how you've been. It's been a couple of weeks.
1: I know, right? Since our birthday.
0: Yeah, yeah. That
1: was the last time we saw each other. It was a birthday night. I wasn't allowed to drink until the end.
0: Until the end. What are you drinking there? Okay, we'll move on.
1: <laughs> angel's envy rum cask. Oh. All right. Which was a birthday. Now, you gift?
0: guys, I don't know. Everybody has all these exotic drinks. It's
1: That's not right. exotic. It's angels envy. They sell it everywhere. It's but what? They only <laughs> Angel's Envy. I, I don't know what that is. It's it's a it's a bourbon. It's sold everywhere. Like it's not like, but yeah, well not, it's, not everywhere. Oh, but yeah, actually, in Florida too, there's a lot of it. I, I drank it at Connect and it's secure and everything else. So yeah, it's there. Um, but this is the this is the rum cask one, which is the the best. It's phenomenal. It's just good.
0: All right, I'll take your word for it. I'm not a bourbon guy.
1: Although everything else is great, though. By the way, I uh was at ASCII last week in Atlanta, which I will. I'll leave that part for you to talk to Key about when you bring him on because okay. he was there for his first ever ASCII. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I'm getting ready to head to Chicago next week for the uh, the ConnectWise User Groups meeting. Um, it should be This will be a big one. This will be one of the bigger ones of the year. So all users, that's all it is, all partner-led, the entire agenda, all the speakers, everything was asked for from the partners.
0: And where is that one going to be held? It's in
1: Chicago. Well, outside of Chicago, it's never in the city, city because it's like a pain in the ass to get rooms there and and then keep everybody together.
0: Now so, if you do it at the Hilton, the Hilton's the place, man. I,
1: oh, I know. We were there together. I know. I know. I like it there, but it's you know, it's uh, so it's um, oh, I forget what the, the name of the hotel. It's like five minutes. It's like five minutes outside of the city, but it's Chicago, nonetheless. Um, we are all meeting there next week. It's a, it's literally a full day of everything of workshops panel discussions, every network. It's
0: just a out. single day. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we get there the day before and then we do an evening event with everybody, hang out, network, get to know each other the next day, all day uh, content, stay another night, talk about everything, digest, get together, do stuff like that. And then the following day at home, um, Like I said, said. It's, it's, and it's all partner led. That's, I think that's the important thing. It's the users and it's all partner led. That's the important piece here. Right? That's something we want to stress. We we wanted to be able to capture that. And that's what we have.
0: And I like that in and out.
1: Absolutely. And, and find time to be with your friends because you don't get to see them too often. Right. And so if you get some time, so, so we set aside, set aside enough time that everybody gets to be involved with something, learn some things, but also get to hang out.
0: Sweet. All right. So I've gone ahead and put up on the screen for those that are watching live, yes. the link for pitch it. And for those of you who, of you that are listening i will have the link in the show notes but we are here once again to talk about pitch it 2023 the applications are open and you can sign up if you are an emerging vendor and you want to be a part of this Uh, sign up is through april 30th so sean for those who maybe skipped a few shows have their head in the ground haven't done anything for a few months why don't you tell us about what pitch it is easy
1: pitch it I get yelled at all the time for saying this, but it's like Thunderdome, right? Two yeah. men enter, one man leave. Um, no, it is ultimately. So what it is is uh, it is it is a it is a it is a program and contest created from Connectwise. We're going on six years now, uh, and what we did and what it is is we're looking for all the emerging technologies that are going to be complementary to the ecosystem, to the community, that are able to be able to be partner first friendly, right? Um, and as I said, it's a competition. So at the end of this all, we're looking for the three best companies to compete live on stage at it nation in November, um, for the grand prize is $70,000 for first place and second place is 30,000. Um, but yeah, it is a big ordeal for us.
0: And, and hang on. What's third place a set of steak knives. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah <laughs> like,
1: nothing last year. No, they all, you know, well, they all get, so they all get free booth space at connect at it nation in November if they're a finalist. So okay. That so that's already that's already a pretty big prize, regardless, right? Because um, it's not as if our conferences are inexpensive. We know that. So um, the 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 important thing about this, all, though, is and actually, when you talk to Key about it, he'll tell you how his, how how they went through the program. Um, but it we turned it into a 16 week accelerator incubator program where they are in workshops every single week, learning new things between sales and marketing business. Uh, business consulting, mergers, acquisition, um, anything, it's creating a new channel program, product market fit, how to actually pitch, how to do an elevator pitch. You know, you're learning all these things over 16 weeks from people that are really experts in the field. They are the practitioners. Um, so, and then during the course of that they're also doing webinars with you now, you know, hey. you and them doing podcasts and pocket LeBron doing it. So they're getting exposure, but they're also working on their speak while they're on these things too, because a lot of them are technical people and engineers and, they were MSPs or still are MSPs, so they really don't like it. So we have to bring my other comfort in a little bit, get them some exposure. The goal for us is, you know, hopefully we love them all to be winners, but they can't all win the prize. But they all end up winning because they end up getting more business. Yeah. They get that, they get that staying power they didn't have before this. They get to learn how to navigate the ecosystem. They get to meet a lot of people that make great connections. And it helps them. I mean, you know, it helps you with your prosperity if you do this. Yeah. So, That's so- it.
0: Why don't we go ahead and do this? Let's uh, have you introduce one of the finalists from yes. last year. Yeah. Uh, getting in the green room. So introduce him and I'll bring him up.
1: Yeah. So actually, I got to hang out with this guy last week at ASCII. Like I said, high, um, which you are more about them, they, they focus on automated pen testing, which we know is a dirty word in this industry, anything automated, especially pen test. Uh, but also, they were the second place finishers last year in Pitch It. And they have excelled tremendously. And my good friend Keitran, how are you doing, buddy? Hey,
2: hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hello, Keith, how are you? He's having me. I'm, I'm, I'm just here. You just hanging work. out? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, i are doing great,
2: man. Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right. So, Keith, you are with Vana And before we get too far along, why don't you just quickly it's, explain what Vana is? who they are, and that way that will help explain my title of the podcast
2: this evening. No, no, absolutely. Sounds good. So Von High Security, right? We're based in Atlanta, Georgia. we uh, have been around for a little over three years, and we have a SaaS platform where we give MSPs the ability to deliver network pen testing to their clients. Um, but we also have a services division, which basically we have we do red team assessments, web app pen tests, uh, and basically do consulting gigs as well.
0: All right. And you went through this... Uh, this program last year, the, the whole incubator thing and the pitch it thing and, uh, ended up as a finalist. How was that?
2: It was, uh, to be honest, so Sean, it was great experience, right? We learned a lot. Um, it's, it was an incredible journey to be honest. It was a lot of work. You, you have to put in the effort. You have to, you know, treat it as, as, as a real competition and really put your heart and soul into it. Um, if you want to be successful with it, uh, and I will say, you know, it never really clicked for me until we went to IT Nation. I actually had people come up to me and said, hey, you know, I, I came across you on the Internet, across the forums, across, you know, social. And I was like, yeah, no way. No way those guys are legitimate. And I was like, you know what? I never thought about that. No one's going to download anything that says automated pen testing if they don't know who you are. Um, right. Because it's nefarious potentially. Right? right. So the fact that, like, you were in this program uh, now I can see a face where right? I can see your team here, you're legitimate and I want to test it out. And so it's about building brand awareness, building legitimacy and getting getting to network, you know, with with key people in the space, navigating the ecosystem like Sean mentioned and uh, learning learning all the ins and outs of how MSPs really operate.
0: All right. Well, we're coming to that, that time, Sean. Well
2: that was so well
1: put. I just want to say that now. It was better than I could have said it. So thank you.
0: Uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, I
2: I learned
0: from the best. I learned from the best. I went through your program. Yeah, that's why it's time to kick you out, Sean. So before I do that, is there anything you want to say before we uh, put you back in the green room?
1: No. um, One thing I'd only say is that uh, you know anybody that ends up watching this, that's going to see this. uh, Key and Wanai team did phenomenal in the program. They actually took they leveraged the shit out of it. They did. So if you guys have if you are thinking about joining up, reach out to these guys, ask them what they did, ask them how they did it. They had great results in the end. And, and you know, and it was fun. They actually helped us boost boost the program. So I appreciate that completely. But that's that's
0: it. All right. Well, it's time for you to head back into the green room. As we do that, okay. we're gonna take a quick going, commercial man? break and uh Key and I will be back right after this. Are you an IT business owner? Looking to take your business to the next level? Join us at TechCon Unplugged, a conference for IT business owners, this September 7th through the 10th at the Delta Hotels Woodbridge in New Jersey. Get one-on-one time with peers facing the same challenges as you and walk away with concrete items to help your business thrive. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to www.techconunplugged.com the it business podcast is presented by net the number one ally of network professionals around the world with over 25 years of experience net provides best-in-class tools and software that enable teams to plan install validate and troubleshoot both wired and wireless networks their handheld networking tools can help your frontline technicians Validate network connectivity in less than 10 seconds. Visit netally.com to learn more. Our live stream is funded by Computers Done Right. Are you tired of dealing with slow and outdated technology? Let their friends over at Computer Done Right in Venice, Florida help. Their expert team provides top-notch computer repair, virus removal, and technology support for both residential and commercial customers. Don't let technology frustration slow you down. Get your tech done right with Computers Done Right. Contact them today at computersdoneright.com. And thank you so much to our patron supporters, Tom, Kyle, Clark, and Synchro. I appreciate you and your contribution to the podcast. Your support helps me continue creating content that I hope you enjoy. All right, we are back live with the show. I am joined by Key Tran with Vana High Security. So Keyshawn introduced you guys as uh, the runner-up to last year, correct? That's
2: that's right, that's right. All right,
0: so kind of bummed that you didn't win? Eh,
2: you know, it is what it is. Take your wins, take your losses. No, but in all seriousness, Pitcher was great. We still won, right? And the, the team that came in first place, they're, they're a great group. You know, we had fun working with them as well.
0: Okay. Now I should probably go ahead and get this out of the way. You actually mentioned it before where the whole idea of automated pen testing. Now I was part of a group yesterday that this came up. I did not tell them that I was doing a show about this until the very end, but there was a comment where they were like, you know, automated and pen testing shouldn't even be used in the same sentence and that has been probably a thought in the industry for quite some time that there's just yeah, no way yeah. to do it it's it's too complex there's mm-hmm. there's a personal aspect that you have to be able to adjust and do stuff so why don't we start with that and talk about this whole idea of an automated pen test
2: yeah yeah so i usually approach this conversation a little differently but i'm going to try something different this time okay have have you used chat gpt well,
0: I was a little late to the party, but finally, yes, I have.
2: Okay. So, relatively speaking, the fact that ChatGPT exists and the ceiling of what's capable with technology has been blown off, what we do is relatively simple compared to that. So, yes, automated pen testing is a thing and we've done it. Now, you know, I'm not saying it, there's really only four companies in the entire world. Uh, we, we actually keep track of our competitors quite a bit. And there's really only four in the entire world that does truly do a a network pin test that's automated. And it's because these companies like us, right? We didn't build this. You know, it it wasn't a business person that built it. It wasn't a sysadmin that built it. It's a team of hackers that built it. People with that's been pin testing for over a decade that built it. So for someone to come and say, hey, it's fake news. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, are you a pin tester? Have you tried it? Have you tried it? If you're not a pen tester and you haven't tried it, then right off the bat, you know it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to have this conversation because you might not understand how we were able to do it, but we were right. So our our team is primarily engineers and developers with decades of experience with pen testing, um, and we've taken that knowledge, taken that that methodology, and we found a way uh, to to build out awesome logic and a SaaS platform that truly delivers a network pen test. And so for for anyone that says, "Hey, it can't be," You know, it can't be true. I I will agree that not all pin testing can be automated yet. So, for example, web app pin tests, very dynamic, very, very complex. You know, we, we wouldn't never say that we've automated, at least not right now. But from a network perspective, going after AD, going after, you know, printers, workstations, anything on the network with an IP and a port. Yeah, absolutely. We've already done it. Please come check it out.
0: Now, is the pen test that you guys are doing, the the automation, is it similar to what most people would say is a vulnerability
2: scan? No. So that's, I love that question, too, because very, very vastly different uh, types of scans, right? A a vuln scan, and, and that I agree with 100%. There are a lot of vuln scan vendors out there that just abuse the term penetration test. They don't even clarify what kind of penetration test. They just straight up say automated pen test and it's just a vone scan. So a vone scan, right? It it just has a, a signature database. It's basically a database of known vulnerabilities and you're, you're looking at what potentially could be exploited. Some of those don't even have exploits available. Whereas a pen test, you're, you're trying to exploit those vulnerabilities, really trying to break down the doors, um, Gain access, you know, make lateral movement, get access to sensitive data. Avolscan would never do that.
0: Now, are these a lot of the tools that we know about, where people are just taking what is I don't know, Nessus, InMap. Uh, I'm not a hacker, so I don't. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these words are. Um, and you guys are just creating scripts that you know have that AI capability to adjust and stuff like that, or or what exactly? I mean, without you know giving away the farm.
2: No, no, no. Trust me. I'm, I'm actually I'm not even worried about that at all because I, I've seen how complex our, our coding is. So not, not too worried about that at all. Um, so if, if you look at it from a methodology perspective, right? So, so someone who's, who's done pen testing quite often, it's, it's kind of a, a very similar flow, right? At least on the network side, right? They, they follow a, a kind of a somewhat of a specific methodology and then they repeat it for the next client, the next client, the next client. Similar to an MSP, if you're going to go out and deploy Office 365 to your standard best practices, this is how I'm going to do it for every single client, right? Um, So from a pen test perspective, at least from a network pen test perspective, a lot of times, some of what they do, it's very repeatable. So whenever you think of it from that perspective, uh, if things are repeatable, you can automate it. Now, obviously, with pen testing, there's certain decisions that have to be made based on certain findings that are discovered. And that's where the tricky part comes in—is is, is developing uh, good good programs and, and good logic to figure out and make those decisions. And that's what we've pretty much overcome as one of the challenges in, in automating this.
0: All right. Well, before we get too far into the tech and and uh, just just so you know, we we are streaming live. We're on YouTube, LinkedIn, and the Facebook. Uh, awesome. the, the chat's been pretty quiet so far, and, and I'm. And that's good. At least we're not getting hammered with uh, too many buttons. <laughs> but let's go back and talk about it. you guys started three years ago. Mm-hmm. So let me ask the question as to who is a part of High in terms of you mentioned that you were a hacker, but uh, tell me about the type of people that that make up Vonage.
2: Yeah, yeah, that built High. absolutely. So our founder Alton Johnson, he, he's actually the brains behind it all. Um, so he has. Ton, like he's been pen testing for massive pen test companies again well over a decade um so he leads our pen test team pretty much leads the in the entire product side um and he's the one that developed it right Is his methodology um his his he learned how to code uh, and the, the the funny part is is whenever he was doing pen testing right he was basically using the platform uh this was before it became a thing he was using the platform as a way to make his job easier and faster. Kind of what we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast, right? The goal of, of this podcast is to make your, your business easier, faster, better, right? And that's kind of what Alton did. And then he kind of realized, wait a minute, I can I can deliver this to the SMB market, right? And so there was an opportunity there. So next up, we, we actually have a really, really good uh, UI, UX and marketing strategist. Her name is Tramie Anderson. She's our chief strategy officer. She comes from, like I said, one one of the best designers in the industry, one of the best UI UX. Anyone who's used our platform, if you haven't seen it, check out our UI UX. It's it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, It is built for the MSP market. And as soon as you look at it, you'll see that. Um, Then we have Jason Wells. He's our COO. Um, He comes from, he he used to be a CEO at a cybersecurity company. So he knows how to sell pen testing. He knows how to sell cybersecurity services. Um, He runs operations. And then finally, I come from the MSP world. I've over well over a decade running, leading, operating massive MSPs, right? To smaller MSPs. And so my my goal at Vana High is to just make sure our product meets that market. Now behind all of us is a team of pen testers and a team of developers and some you know back office people.
0: Okay. Now from a MSP perspective or even just a regular IT professional, mm-hmm. is this a product that is available to all of us? Or is this something where you really need to be of a certain size in order to, to utilize this?
2: No, that's, that's actually a great question. So I, that's where I think Vonage has really found such a great spot in the MSP space. Our competitors, they, they built their solutions from the mindset of, of, a, of a pen tester. So you, you kind of have to be a pen tester to understand how to use it. And therefore it's complex. It's very expensive. Right. We've designed it for the MSP space. It's so simple to use. Your your, your tier one guys could do it because the only technical piece of information that they really have to know is IP addresses. What IPs do you want us to go after? That's it. Um, as far as scheduling goes, and so and then as far as pricing goes, we, we are priced for the MSP market. One hundred percent.
0: All right, and. From a, from a pen test, this is purely external. So you're going to give somebody your external IP address and click test, and it's going to go, you know. Now, once exploits are found, how much is done to discover, like, what's behind the
2: IP? Yeah, so we actually do two types. We do external pen tests and then internal pen tests. So from the external side, right, basically it would be give us your WAN IPs, And we're going to try to break through whatever is is on that perimeter. Um, And for our pen test, the goal is always, always how how far can I get, right? Like what's the highest level of privileges I can get? Domain admin, can I get through that firewall? Can I break through that firewall? Can I take over that firewall? Um, Can I get sensitive files? Because that's really the goal is if I, once I get to all your data, right, all your sensitive data, it's game over. I got it all. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's what the bad guys are after, right, is what's, what's exploitable that will give me money. Um, so from an external perspective, I'm going to try to get through that firewall. On the internal pen test, uh, we go after, again, anything that has an IP address with open ports. And, again, the goal is to you know, make lateral movement, escalate privilege, uh, really get domain admin, right? If, in any AD environment, we're trying to get that domain admin account, um, and then we're trying to get access to all your files. All
0: right. So the question I'm going to ask is from a client that asked me a question. Mm -hmm. So I do have a product where we'll do vulnerability testing Mm -hmm. uh, for them, but we've not done anything where we've done a penetration test. Mm -hmm. And the one time that we got almost to the point where they were like, yeah, let's do that. It really came back to, well, if you can break in and you can get my stuff, what happens to my stuff?
2: that's fair that's fair
0: worried about it's like well if you can get it who's to say you're not going to take it
2: yeah yeah no that's actually a uh, that's a really good point and that's why i actually love our solution and the way we've designed it because we get that question quite a bit um so obviously we're we're united states based business and the last thing we want is to hold on to a bunch of li- li- liability right it's dangerous we, we don't want that liability so a traditional pen tester, right? And and I'm not I'm not trying to knock on traditional pen testers here, but this is kind of the nature of how it works, right? A traditional pen tester, you, you, they 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 might come on site, they might do it remotely. Ultimately, they're using a machine that you don't really have any control over, and then they're doing the pen test, they're grabbing data to create the report for you, and they give you that report. Now, who knows what they're doing with it? You know, yeah, they'll tell you they deleted it. They'll tell you they. Their purge policy, right? Who knows? You don't control that device. Um, now, I could argue you don't necessarily control some of our stuff, but this is how we approach it. Whenever we do an internal pin test, we ask that you. you know, well, you don't. We don't ask you have to do this, but you have to deploy a single agent, a single probe, on the network, and it's going to be running Ubuntu server. Now, it doesn't have anything crazy on it. We're not opening any ports inbound. The only port we need is four four three outbound which is pretty standard right just just right. web traffic outbound um, it's just a new ubuntu server the only thing that's loaded on it is a couple of dependencies that's for software that we need and then the only call out is 443 back to our platform once an assessment starts it pulls down two containers one's kali one's OpenVos for the vuln side uh, once it starts are, those, are those two
0: products by the way
2: Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. So, so, Kali, okay. <laughs> sorry. No, so Kali, Kali Linux is a, is a very well known like operating system with like, a ton of tools uh, used for pen testing and, okay. uh, you know, for, for assessments. Yep. Um, but those two containers uh, will, will do the entire assessment and it will house all the data, right? That we collect uh, to do the reporting. Anything leaving those containers back to our platform encrypted uh, in transit at rest. Um, and then also automatically obfuscated, so if we 're able to get you know password hashes or like plain text passwords, sensitive data, sensitive files, names, all that get obfuscated programmatically on the way out into our platform, and then the only data we keep on the platform is reporting data. as soon as the assessment's done, those two containers destroy themselves immediately. so all, in, so now that Ubuntu host doesn 't hold any sensitive data. The only data on our platform is going to be reporting data that obfuscates the sensitive portions, and it's also encrypted. And then if you don't want us to have it, you can delete it yourself right there on our platform. And it's funny because we have actually had some partners say, hey, I need you to restore the the report. I'm like, I can't. It's gone. And mm. They're like, well, I mean, can't you restore it? Like, no, it's gone. Like in our documentation, it says if it's deleted, it's gone forever. Uh, and yeah, we don't have a way to restore it. So,
0: All right. Well, that's good. Uh, The other question that I got, and I didn't know how to answer, is does it put a load on the network? Meaning, am I going to notice the network being slow? Because there are products out there that if you're just doing a simple network scan, Mm -hmm. people notice that their computer's slow for whatever reason. And they're like, what are you doing? Um, Does this, Even though you're bringing a machine and it's doing its searching, is it doing any sort of a load on the network?
2: No, not really. So it's actually quite, quite minimal. Um, there's been pretty much like for, even from the external or the internal side, right? At most that we've really typically seen is about five megabits per second. Um, okay. it, it, yeah. So we, we, we do a lot to try to control um, the sense of, like, I, I guess the stealthiness of our approach. So for a couple of reasons, right? One, we don't get detected because the whole goal for us is let me skirt underneath the radar of detection tools, And then the other approach too is we do not want to cause disruption to the business. It it would be no good to anyone if you know I'm gonna do a pen test and then now the MSP just took down this client's network and everyone's just mad. Yeah, Um, yeah. All right. Very, very very minimal load.
0: So you talked about being uh, MSP friendly, and Mm -hmm. I guess the question with that is, I assume that there is a dashboard that you can go to and see clients and see how many times you've run a test or see the results unless you delete them and stuff. Is that how it works with you guys? Is it a dashboard and is it something where MSPs pay a monthly fee and then we can, because what I saw on the website, you can run them as many times as you want. You know, is that how it works?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So it's a, it's a software platform, right? So it's a SAS. Uh, so there's a web interface. The MSPs would log in. Um, now it is MSP friendly in the sense that it's multi-tenant. So you can you can add companies to it, you know, as many companies as you want, and then you can manage those companies all directly within the platform. You can also white label the solution, so you can white label the platform. You can white label the reports, um, and then the other thing too is we we're starting to integrate with a lot of different like ticketing tools. Right now, we're integrated with ConnectWise, so if if you have ConnectWise Manage, right, we can pull in your companies. Uh, you could perform the assessments on those companies, and then have tickets created for the pen test findings back to the, uh, back to a project board of your choosing. And that way your team can work on remediation. Um, now, as far as, yeah. Now, and then as far as like, kind of like how is price, priced, it's based on the number of IPs you, you, you think you need per month. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's how, kind of how we license it. Yeah. I was going
0: to ask that because I was going to say, is it by the number of clients that you're testing, but you were saying it's by the number of IPs. So you could have yep. one client with, so, for instance, I have a client with seven locations. I may want to test all seven. Mm-hmm. So
2: that's what it would cost me. It's by IP. Yeah, right. So um, if whenever, like, for that for that particular scenario, right, let's say you have that client, seven locations, what we want to do is figure out how many IPs are they using, uh, both external and internal, across all seven locations. Ooh. Yeah, and determine, like, how often do you want to scan them. So there's a couple, it's kind of flexible, right? It depends on how you want to do it if you want to do a monthly uh, assessment for all seven locations every single month, then we need to figure out that aggregate value. So let's say they each had a slash 24, but um, you know, a slash 24 with maybe one, one external IP a piece. We would basically add all that up. And then we need to figure out how many of that slash 24 is actually used because we only count IPs that are active with open ports. So if you have a slash 24, but only using 10 10 of those IPs, then you only need a license for 10, not the full 254. Okay, so
0: this is all IPs, internal, external. So this is every device on a network, desktop, printers, servers, iPads. Are you going across VLANs?
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely go across VLANs too, if you want us to. So yeah, whenever you go to schedule it, You can, you can tell us like, you know, if, if, if you want to only do a certain VLAN, you can do that. If you want to include all VLANs, which we would recommend, definitely do that as well. Um, it's a good way to test isolation as well. We've actually had partners do that, right? Like they're like, Hey, I have a pretty micro segmented network, but I want to, I want to make sure that it's truly segmented. Right. And, uh. (laughs) Well, that's why I asked that because,
0: for instance, so I'm I'm looking at a client here. I'm I'm looking at my Domotes portal. I don't know if you know Domo's, but it's um, a, a box where I can detect, you know, IPs, uh, all devices if new devices come on the network, that sort of stuff. So I'm looking at it, and I've got 222 devices. Now it is after hours, so 68 of them are offline, which is uh, probably desktops have gotten turned off notebooks and stuff like that so i would need to get a license for 222 ips
2: uh is that how many devices are actually online like when when in full production
0: um i mean it's probably going to be about 200 but it's, it's okay
2: a- yeah yeah so right. yeah it would it would be you would you would want to buy an ip pack for about 250 ips cuz that way it'll be up to 250 ips okay um and yeah, I mean that's to be honest, that's that's actually a, a small a small IP pack, um, and it's pretty low oh, cost. Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: All right. And we talking like three digit friendly, four digit friendly in price?
2: Four or four, four digit friendly, but uh, a comparison, right? So if if you were to go to a traditional pen tester and say, "Hey, I need you to do a a, a traditional like manual pen test, a network pen test on this network with two about two hundred IPs," right? You're, you're probably looking at close to like I don't know, anywhere from like 15 to 20 grand, right. um, through us as an MSP partner, you know, you, you'll be paying about 30% of that.
0: Okay. And this could be used when you say packs, is this, you just get a pack and you use it amongst your clients as you wish, or you designate a pack to a client or to an IP?
2: Yeah. So we actually have two, 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 two pricing models. One is where you, the MSP would have the pack, Right. And we don't care how you decide to use that amongst your your client base. So maybe this month you use you use a section of it to to do five clients, and then next month you use all of it to do prospecting. Um, again, your your IPs each month you do whatever you want, right? The other model would be we, we call it the per client model, but that one is where you the MSP would sell it to the end client. It's still managed through the portal. You still own the relationship and everything but you basically sell the IP pack to the end client and they have the subscription for the entire year. And that way they could do 12, uh, 12 pin tests a year, whatever cadence makes sense for them.
0: Oh, but that's still under your MSP portal.
2: Exactly. Yep.
0: And you manage that and give them permissions and all that stuff. Exactly. Yep. Nice. All right. Then we have to talk after the shoe.
2: I was going to say, man, we'll hook you up too. (laughs) Let's
0: go. That sounds nice. All right. So let me go pull this up here. So, so is your main website, but I also, where is it? The, uh, the pentest.com is the actual, now is that the commercial product that people see and, or how
2: does that work? Yeah, I think, uh, I guess we kind of made that slightly confusing. Uh, so, so, <laughs> Well, and it's so high Security, right? We 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 have technically we have two products, or okay. yeah, or one product and a service. So the pen test is our product; it's our SaaS platform.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Excuse me, it's our SaaS platform, and MSPs use that um, to to deliver pen, uh, you know network pen testing to their clients. But then we also have a services arm to our organization, so. Because you know, again, we have a team of pin testers. We're like, man, we're gonna we're gonna put these guys to, to 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 extra use here. So we do network pin testing automated through our platform. But sometimes we come across web apps, and if you need a web app assessment, like a web app pin test, we can provide that as well. But it would be a separate service okay. um, through through our red team. Yep. All
0: right. So for all practical purposes, we need to tell people that are listening to this, if they want to get in touch with you. Go to Vanahai.io. Correct.
2: Correct. Yes. Right.
0: So forget, you know, forget what I just said about the other site. <laughs>
2: there. Yeah, because it's actually it's actually vpintest.io too, not not vpintest.com. Yeah.
0: I, I just went yeah. to where I don't know. Oh, I don't know I where my, my research team <laughs> did that, and <laughs> we did that. All right, key. So uh, anything? I mean, I know I I tr- I asked a few technical questions, but. Um, again, from an, from an MSP perspective, you talked about pricing, which sounds very nice. If you could just buy packs and use them as you want, uh, you've got the, the ability to white label. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, uh, now the white label is full white label, meaning reports, uh, if, if we resell a pack to a customer, do we white port, uh, white label that portal that they could see as well?
2: you can yeah so if if you wanted to give your 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 incline if you will access to the portal you can do that that way they could you know pull down their own reports look at their own assessments and whenever they log in it would be branded as you
0: all right cuz i do have one yahoo that would you know
2: always <laughs> want to see it all day <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like, like,
0: I'm like look just just don't worry about it we'll take care of you oh no i want to go in and what if i want to run it i'm like why would you
2: yeah. I was like, that's what you have me for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, Keith, thank you very much. Uh, that's a pretty good overview. We're going to go ahead and bring Sean back on. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we bring Sean back?
2: Yeah, no, I just say happy belated birthday to both you and Sean. Uh, thank you so much for having us on the show. Um, definitely check out pitch. It is, it's, it's an incredible, incredible program for emerging tech. And then obviously please check us out as well. at Vonahai. I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, ambiguity in the in the marketplace with automated pen testing, but please try try it out. We do free POCs for that reason, right? All right. Thank you.
0: All right, folks, we will be right back after this. We've always defined ourselves by our ability to provide solutions.
2: To do more with less. Build something from nothing. To make the unknown. known, But we've only just begun.
0: And we must never forget that our greatest accomplishment cannot be behind
2: us. Because our destiny lies beyond
0: all right ladies and gentlemen we are back that was a commercial
1: that's like dude pax say they just have really good video content i'm so jealous
0: because they got the godfather of the channel working with them now man rob ray is there
1: yeah but he wasn't known for like great video things he was he's not that's not his like that's
0: not his mo i, I don't know all i know is that Dude showed up, video showed up, and he asked me to attend. So I'm going to announce everybody, I will be traveling west of the Mississippi again. And uh, I will be headed out to see them June 11th through the 13th in Denver, Colorado.
1: Good spot. That is Denver. I like Denver. I like Denver. And and I want to touch on the last thing Key was saying. First off, there's not just ambiguity in, in pen testing marketing jargon, it is in the entire space of especially of cybersecurity at this point. It's only a couple of real phrases used, which is protect your data, protect your people. Kind of like that's like that's like it. At, at yeah. what level, what degree? There's no way of telling. That's where you got to do your due diligence and look into things like this. That's why you got to take up, take you up on a POC and other companies and ask them what they do, get a deeper dive, get demos, ask for everything. What where what part of the cybersecurity stack do they make up? That's the facts. So, yeah, ambiguity is like the king here. We agree. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> which, but you're is all why,
0: which is why I had to ask the question, but, you know, we know that you get asked all the time, you know, what's the difference between a pen test and a vulnerability test or yeah. sort of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about this. During yeah. the course of us being on this show, this is what I was saying about how good that want High is done. They literally are posting. Um, don't forget to check out the webinar, the live stream happening right now on Uncle Mars podcast. Not many of the vendors ever do that. I, I post while I'm in, but yeah, no. I, I don't know many that do it. And so it's impressive.
0: <clears throat> well, and that's good for an emerging vendor who, you know, a lot of them don't know what to do. And I'm, ass- I'm assuming a lot of it has to do. What's going through the program last year, you're talking about, you know, pitching yeah. yourselves properly to the channel, to the MSP market and uh, putting forth the right message. And the fact that, hey, we're out here, we're listening, we're paying attention and we're going to do right as best we can.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's, well, it shows he actually touched it a little bit um, for emerging vendors. When you come out, it's very difficult to to get your footing For people to give you the time of day sometimes right it is a it is a long haul um and it's expensive so really what it what it it turns into is um if you look at the evolution of businesses at one point if you didn't have a brick and mortar store you weren't nobody you were nobody right it Mm -hmm. it was it was it was you know nothing but then it turned into you had to have business cards also then you have business cards right and then you're then you then you were something and then i was like do you have a website? You weren't unless you had something, right? So all these years, everything, there's always been some sort of piece that was the anchor to you being credible, right? Um, Perception-wise. And it's about who you know sometimes, you know, as far as who you're co-branding with, who you're co-marketing with. who's Who says you're good? Who says you're worthy? And that's a challenge. And so it like, Vaughn and I did a great job navigating the space with us when they were in it, Um and I, I know that they they doubled their their MRR during the course of pitch it just from being able to just from just from taking advantage and leveraging everything we gave them. So it's impressive.
0: Well, I will say this as an old timer in the industry, and you know, I would be one of those people that it's like you've been in business how long? Three years?
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Call me <laughs> a few. You know, it's, it's, that's a legitimacy factor to it, right? Because they're like, ah, I mean, I don't know, you might just disappear tomorrow, or. You might be Absolutely. doing some weird stuff with, with with
0: my data. Hey, clients did it to me, you know, when I got started. They're like, Oh, yeah. it's just you and you in your little, you know, nineteen ninety nine Dodge Neon.
2: <laughs> it's a reliable vehicle. No, it's, it's actually a, not even a reliable vehicle. Yes. It's not.
0: That is literally what I drove.
1: <laughs> it was reliable at our time.
0: And I had a client that finally one day said, Dude, you need a better car. <laughs>
1: So, I, so I love went, it.
0: I went Jeep and never looked back. Really? Yep, that was it. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, Sean, you know that sound, don't you? It yeah. is time for Florida Man. And, uh, man, I have a story for you tonight. We're not going to do Florida Man versus the world. Okay. Uh, okay. I will okay. just read uh, a story. And I have to save some because... You know, those tech bar guys uh, do a whole thing, Florida, man, or not. And I'm going to be on their show tomorrow, by the way. Good so for
1: you. You're you, know, t- you know, I'm one of the founders of the show. Really? Yeah.
0: I, I saw you on there. I didn't know you were a
1: founder, though. Yeah. I me. Mean, it was Ray and I that, that founded it. Um, he,
0: he, he dumped you, huh? Yeah.
1: Oh, when I got through IT, yeah, we were. <laughs> just made sense. He wanted to, yeah, I mean, which is fair. He wanted to keep the brand rolling for him. And, you know, and, and also one thing he's done, he's always done very good at is uh, the company and industry agnostic aspect. So to have the ConnectWise evangelist as the co-host would have been, even though what, he still would have been agnostic, the, the optics of it wouldn't have been good for him. So very smart.
0: All right. So what I'm going to do tonight is I'm just going to read you a Florida man story. The owner of an orange... CH Corvette is facing charges after allegedly intentionally striking a man with his mid-engine stingray this week in South Beach, Florida. According to a witness who talked anonymously to 7 News Miami, the incident started when a man walking his dogs apparently became angry with the Corvette driver for running a red light. And the two men subsequently engaged in a scuffle on the sidewalk. These two guys engage in a fight. And the guy with the dog reacts. He punched him a couple of times, gives him the knee. The dogs tried to attack him. He pulled the dogs out. So then the Corvette driver, who can be seen in the video wearing dark red hospital scrubs, then walked off, climbed into his Corvette and made a U-turn on the sidewalk. And the guy went back and tried to run over the other guy with his car. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's one thing I always say about you guys, you people down there is you're lots of love. There's so much love there. Um, So much that you guys need to keep going after each other. You can't get enough of each other. It's amazing.
0: No, we're going to be spreading our ring soon, man. We got, we got Florida man on Netflix. So watch out.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. That is amazing. You know, Key, You've heard of Florida Man before, right?
2: I actually have not.
1: Oh, my God.
0: How? how Mar, where have these people been? Listen, here's the thing. People have. They just, for some reason, don't remember. I mean, it's, it,
1: it became like a, a national sensation when the dude did the bath salts and ate somebody's face. I mean, that was like the. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. So that, I've heard of that situation. That's when that's when it like really hit uh, its national stature.
0: Yeah. It's a thing. So key there has been, so basically it just became this running joke that you just go to Google, go to the internet and put in a date in the words, Florida man and see what comes up on that date. And they are going to be some crazy, stupid, idiotic, crazy criminal activity. There's, there's going to be something. Florida man every day of the year, does something?
2: Hmm. So I, I. So wait. To, to your point, right? I, I didn't know it was called that, but yeah, I've I've definitely heard like basically all the crazy shit happens in Florida. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I. It, and it's not just. It's
1: just. It's stuff you think doesn't really happen. Like you know, you know you're you know like you're at the bar and you hear a story from some drunk person that couldn't be real. Or you like attacked with the Loch Ness monster. Well, mm. the Loch Ness monster is real in Florida, and it really happened, and then some. You know, it's just an amazing, it's like, there's no way it could possibly happen. You're, you're, you're not real. And it's all oh, right.
0: and real. Yeah, it is. It is. It is.
1: Uh, God, it, just, it doesn't matter.
0: It is. It's just another Wednesday.
1: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Do you have that? Do you have a good on in Texas? He like you have Texas man.
2: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we have our own sets of problems, but uh, not <laughs> quite that, not, not quite that severe. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I called it a problem. I consider that a very
2: <laughs> fortuitous event and
1: wow. just something good to have. It's, it's it's a great party starter. Like if you have to break the ice, just start talking about Florida, man. You'll break the ice instantly. Yep. I like that.
2: I like that.
0: All right. Well, yeah. Katie learned something new here. And of course yeah. I learned, I learned something new with automated pen testing. I'll now go and share the news. And again, we'll talk after the show here. So we're going to go ahead and end off the live show. If you are watching live, thank you very much. And be sure to uh, hit, I don't know, whatever the button is, subscribe, like, follow, so that you'll be alerted anytime we've got a video coming onto the show. And when I say that, I say it because tomorrow I'll be doing a very special diversity podcast. Uh, It is during the day, 1 p.m. on Thursday, and it will feature Amy. Babinchek and Dawn Sizer. We're going to be celebrating women of the channel. It is International Women's Month or something like that. So we're going to give them some love and talk about that. So that will be tomorrow. If you're listening to this by audio and it's past the time, you should have signed up for the follow thing. Go to itbusinesspodcast.com slash follow and be alerted anytime we've got a show happening. It's not just the live show. We do other stuff as well. So that's going to do it for this show. Thank you to my good friend, Sean Lardo, ConnectWise and KeyTran with Vana High Security. Automated pen testing is a thing. So guys, thanks a lot. Thanks for hanging out.
2: Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it.
0: All right. And for the listeners out there, we'll be back next week. Live show, same time, same channel. See you then. Holla.